Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Post and Pints, but this is a special episode of Post and Pints. My name is Matt. Alongside me is my partner in crime. And by crime, I mean once the podcast is over, we're going to go fight crime. That's <laughs> night jobs. Andrew, Dre, Trey, however you want to call him, he's good at wearing a mask. Today, we are with our awesome friend, and not just that, an amazing human being in Kevin Pettit from Loud Americans Discussing Soccer. Kevin, welcome to Post and Pints. Yeah, I'm really excited. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. I, you know, was uh, had the pleasure of having you guys on, and, you know, we've been talking a lot through, like, social media, and you guys are just genuinely good dudes, so I'm, like, honored. So thank you so much for having me on. It's our absolute pleasure by far. With everything going on in the world, what's beautiful, I think, is the fact that soccer is a universal thing, and I feel like it's making everything just a little bit better, slowly but surely. Kevin, we're going to have you actually, before we start getting into what we talk about, I'm going to have you discuss what you do with Loud Americans discussing soccer. Oh, yeah. Well, cheers. I should crack a beer then. I guess that's very on brand. I got some Michelob Ultra, since so we usually nice. drink pretty. We used to do bougie beers, like really nice ones, and then we were like, <laughs> we were very broke living in Philadelphia. Yeah, we're like that's we can't too expensive. This. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, just gonna get the other stuff now. We tried starting off being like, we're gonna review beers, we're gonna have this whole catalog, and like all that, and we're like, dude, we can't afford this. We're like making no money. <laughs> so, so then we just stuck to like Bud Light, and I got like my this is like my stepdad's beer of choice, Michelob Ultra. It's a very dad yeah. beer. So, Loud American Disgusting Soccer. That's a podcast. I'm been doing with my my partner in crime martin frazier which he's actually probably committing crimes he's a total scumbag <laughs> but i love him but he uh me and him been you know as an arsenal fan he's a man U fan been drinking and talking about soccer be mostly premier league but we'll talk about a lot of news and world topics as well obviously champions league world cup uh we'll dabble in mls we usually bring on people we usually bring on people with bundesliga expertise Serie A expertise but mostly our bread and butter is Premier League. We'll have guests from other shows on, i.e. you guys. And like, you know, it's been a lot of fun. We do a lot of social media. We do like charity stuff sometimes. We make a lot of cool, well, I think's cool, like merchandise and stuff like that and like stickers. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. So it's, um, I think that's about it. I think that that's a plug. Yeah. <laughs> while, while you said that, do you want to quickly mention that t-shirt you released uh, the, that you gave the proceeds to the uh, Black Lives Matter charity? Because that was a really cool thing you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, it was for um, Black Visions Collective. Uh, I think we raised over 250 bucks. Um, we sold this shirt. It's called the Beautiful Game Shirt. So we're going to re-release them, probably not for charity, just so you can buy them, like, 20, 25 bucks, whatever. But, yeah, it was really cool. A lot of people chipped in. I think we sold, like, 20-odd shirts, something like that. And then people made donations part of the shirts, and that was really cool. So I think, Matt, did you order one? I'm pretty sure. Or did someone here No. No, I most certainly bought one. I yeah. absolutely love it. It's my favorite shirt. It's, it's soft, right? It's good material. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing material. And like when I wear it, it's just like this was for something good. Like I have no issue. Like I don't like going to restaurants and buying something more than $8 off the menu. But if it's something for like a good cause or like an actual purpose, I just don't even like what's the price? I don't care. Here's my, you know, here's my card. Just take it. Yeah. Yeah, and usually in those cases, like, we've done charity before. Uh, like, when the Houston hurricane hit, we raised it with, like, uh, coasters and stuff like that. It's usually something me and Martin are like, all right, we feel this is important. Uh, the soccer community is real sick. It's very diverse and very, you know, 
passionate, loving people. So, and if anybody gave anything, like, thank you to those people. So, um, yeah, that was, that was really cool. We've done hats before and all sorts of stuff. I'm just, it just depends when I get the motivation. Some days I have a real high, I'm like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And then other days, like you get it, like, you're just like, I don't feel like fucking doing anything. So, um, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, lads is a lot of fun. I've got to meet a lot of cool people like you guys and a lot of cool friends. So, um, it's, it's been awesome. Right. To keep it rolling, since I am thirsty, I'm going to crack my beer and say what it is. I got myself a dab. Uh, it's a German beer from Dortmund, even though I'm a Bayern fan, and I'm going to crack this and drink it now. Go ahead, Matt. I was I was just going to say, like, isn't that the best part about, like, the soccer community? And I even think, like, realizing it now as we're, like, a few months into doing our podcast, just having the conversations with other people in the soccer podcast community. It, 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 it's so awesome on some of the wonderful faces and people you get to meet and the conversations you get to have. Like, it's not something you would have if you didn't do what you were doing. And I think that's really beautiful in its own. Um, what I'm drinking tonight, because we are totally messing this up because we usually have a system, but Justin's usually in charge and Justin's not here and I'm messing it up because that's just what I do. Went out, got myself some two-ton brewing company. It's in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Uh, I've been there a few times. They have a really like cool like beer garden kind of thing. Clearly, nothing's going there now. But uh, I'm drinking some Hammer and Ale. Love the name Imperial IPA. It is um it is very very heavy. Um, I might only have one of these because I don't want to be slurring at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. That's happened way too many times with me and Martin where we'll get like a six pack of like, uh, what's that one? Sour monkeys or something like that. The, uh, there's a, there's this one that's like, a, like an eight percenter and we'll have like, we'll both get a six pack. And by the end of the podcast, it's just, it's just dribble. And it's always the fan questions we end up with. And we're just like, oh, <laughs> and we always, I always feel bad. I tell all the people who like chirp us and I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't even know what I was reading at that point, but <laughs> I totally get that. Cool. No, I- you know what? It happens to the best of us. I bet you if you go back, Dre's had a few episodes where like towards the end, and do, is, is he still there? Oh, I can <laughs> not, probably off the top of my head give you like five episodes where towards the end of the episode, I was like, yeah, this better end soon because my eyes can't stay open. <laughs> I always catch myself because I end up not talking about soccer when I get too drunk sometimes. I'll be like, I'll be like, Martin, have you seen that new show, Bill Hader Barry? Like the season two came out. <laughs> like it's really good. He's like a serious. And then the next thing you know, I got to stop myself and be like, ah, oh, God. Okay. That's the end of the episode. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> and I just like, I just like, shut Bye. out there. And that actually always happens to us. It always happens when we start doing with what pisses you off. Most of the time, it's not about soccer. So what happens is, is we hear what the other person is pissed off about, and then that leads to a five-minute rant. Which is fine. Like, I love soccer shows that do that. Like, if it's like, if I want to go to a show and, like, hang out and get nothing but soccer, I'll listen to the Craig Burleys and, you know, the Marinos and stuff like that. Or I don't, I, other, I don't really listen to that many soccer podcasts because I just try not, because I try to try not to steal anything. That's my biggest worry. I'm like, because <laughs> uh, I used to do that in the beginning. I used to listen to ESPN FC, Men in Blazers. I'm trying to think, Soccer FC. Uh, the two Robbies, which are all amazing. I'm not saying they're not great podcasts. I'm just saying, like, I would have to reference them every five seconds, and I'd be like, ah, I, I just like, I feel like I'd never had an original idea. So, like, mm-hmm. I just like, I just had to like stop me. But I still, all my friends who have them, like, retweet, support, tell everybody, please listen. It's just like, I can't do it. I've, and you know what? I 100% get that because, like, I listen every now and again to ESPN FC, and g- good God, like, 
I think sometimes like we don't like have like a set system and we kind of talk over each other, but at ESPN FC, it always ends up seeing, it always ends up being like eight or nine people all trying to scream over each other. And I'm sitting here like, how is this the profession? Like, how is this the level that like is supposed to be the standard? Two Robbies though, the two Robbies podcast. Oh, class, pure class. class. Absolutely. Oh, I, God. I, I, Anything NBC I'm, touches. It's gold. It's gold. I that that's it. Anything Rebecca Lowe looks at, that's it. She that's it. It's got my attention and it's <laughs> money. So before we dive into Champions League, so all of us are gonna get on a plane and we're not gonna be advertising we're Americans because Americans aren't allowed to go anywhere near Europe at the moment. <laughs> our fake Canadian passports because Canada knows what the hell they're doing. Getting on a plane, heading over to Europe. Before we reach the rest of Europe, Kevin, you are an expert at the English Premier League, as I like to call it, the best league in the world. Behind behind the MLS. You're saying the right things. We're going to talk about a little bit of Premier League. It just ended. Liverpool are celebrating their first title in 30 years. Congratulations to them. But, I mean, here, you want to talk about, like, some of the hot topics that kind of finished up towards the end? Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, Liverpool ran away with it. uh, But then you got the other storylines, like, oh, will they go invincible? Oh, will they break 100 points? And then, um, in the end, still unbelievable, like, record-breaking season for them and all accounts and honestly like any Liverpool fan is upset about not getting 100 points or not being invincible I I don't think there's one in the world I think they're happy that Jurgen Klopp came in with his vision four years ago promised within this time frame that there would be a title at Anfield he done it it's over the wait is over it's a beautiful thing for all Liverpoolians um and what a fun squad this is. Obviously, everyone's going to be like, oh, it's like, did they even try at the end? Like, they were probably just hung over half the time after yeah. <laughs> winning the title. Like, they weren't going out there, going at, like, trying to, you know. Um, and they still put out, like, good performances. Uh, what was the one? They went out and beat up some team, like, 4 or 5 nil towards the end of the league. I can't remember who it was. But, again, they would still be, like, remind people, be like, hey, hey, we're, we're still, like, one of the best teams in the world and also the Premier League champions. So, again, congratulations to them. Uh, amazing storylines of like Jordan Henderson sticking with the club, coming from Sunderland, remaining the captain, and just I don't know. I there's a lot of players on that team. I just I can't hate any of them personally. I guess United fan, you kind of have to, but like for <laughs> me, like uh, all you know, all glory goes to them. It was a phenomenal season for them. No, I'm I'm telling you right now, as as someone I follow the English Premier League just as much as I follow the MLS, and uh, you know what. You knew eventually, and this is like you started like realizing it during the year as like the point gap got bigger and bigger and bigger between Liverpool and City is, you know, and people were like, oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to hate hearing Liverpool fans celebrate that they won the title. Uh, my only response to that was you guys, like what happens when you poke the bear for 30 years? Like mm. they're celebrate, dude. For 30 years, you've been advertising, up. Oh, it's going to be next year, up. Oh, it's going to be next year. You know what? Absolute congratulations to Liverpool. I'm the first United fan to say it. I have no – it's untouchable. Like, I, it's, this isn't one of those things where 
you can poke a hole at something, oh, VAR helped them, but VAR really didn't help them. VAR may help you in a game here or there, but it doesn't help you get an 18, 20-point lead over the team that finishes in second place. That's class. Mm. You have Mm -hmm. the best in the world. You have the best goalie in the world. You have the best center back in the world. You have some of the best wingers in the world. I'm sorry. You know, it's one of those things where... Liverpool got it all right at the right time with the right coach, with the right system, and the fan base deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Andrew, sorry, you go ahead. No, I I was going to say, you know, coming from a a Bundesliga fan like myself, like I'm I'm really proud of Klopp doing what he did and bringing that team from, you know, looking at the squad lineup in, what was it, 2015, 16, when he joined the team, and looking to the lineup that won the Champions League and the lineup that won the uh, Premier League. He really came in there with a vision and thankfully had the payroll to support his vision and went out there and, and picked players strategically and, and put a squad together that could do what he wanted him to do. He already had the experience. He was, you know, finishing close to the top of the Bundesliga every year. He brought Dortmund to the um, to the Champions League final in 2013. So he he was obviously a good coach. And then when he made that jump over to to Premier League. It took him a couple of years, but he did what he was going to say. So I got to give a shout out to the coach as well because he he definitely was instrumental in, in what happened. And the fan base to stick with them. I mean, you look at like a manager. I'll be biased, like Arsene Wenger or the Sir Alex Ferguson's who had twenty odd year careers at you know historic clubs. That's not the new norm. If you don't yeah. get the job done within one or two years, you're out. Look at yeah, you know, the, the, the new the new like, norm is. Three-year contract out, three-year contract out, three-year contract out. And I, I still have a respect for coaches that decide to stick past that. And, yeah, it, it, like you said, it is rare these days. Um, but, yeah. I have, I have a question for you. So another one from a Bundesliga fan to you. So you're an Arsenal fan. What do you think about Aubameyang? Do you think he's going to stay at Arsenal? Do you think he's going to get quartered away? How do you see that player? And, and how do you think – what do you see the future of Aubameyang and Arsenal? Oh, that's a great question. The guy's been just <laughs> class for us. I got to say it. Like, he is, like, you look at his games and goals scored, it's unbelievable this the amount he's done for Arsenal. I mean, the sole amount, like, sole player scoring goals for us. I, it's actually funny, Andrew. Like, I have a ton of friends who are Bundesliga guys from other podcasts or other personalities in the soccer world, and if they're, like, Bundesliga-based, they hate Aubameyang, especially Dortmund fans. They wow. really think because because uh, how he exited Dortmund, like refusing to play and practice, they thought he had like a bad attitude. Um, and they kept telling me, like, Kevin, like, you're going to get him. He's going to score a bunch of goals, but he's not going to, like, change the culture, which is like not what there's a certain amount of players who can do that. Um, I didn't think Abba was going to be that player for us. You know, <laughs> not like a, like a Ronaldo can come to Juventus and maybe force them into a Champions League. So for me, I had good expectations, not super high. Um, I'm hoping he stays on. I mean, our attack has never been the problem. Our attack has always been solid. And now that we have Saka coming up, I mean, that kid is so good. We have so much yeah. young talent going forward. Uh, Martinelli, uh, Nick, uh, Nick, Nick, I can never say his name, Niketa. Um, and, you know, if Lacazette's looking good, if Pepe can get in the swing of things. Going forward, it is great. And I hope Alba's a part of that. But, you know, it's really got to focus on the defense and the midfield, if anything. Mostly defense, but it'll be interesting. I really don't know what we're going to do in this transfer this transfer market. I, I really do think we need to sharpen up that midfield um, mm-hmm. and definitely get, like, 
because I know we're getting uh, uh, Sabia. Oh God, I can't pronounce it. Um, Sabia, Sabaya. Okay. Um, he's coming over. We got him last year, but it was like a loan. Like he had to wait a year, kind of right, transfer. Right. Dream uh, transfer. What's What's your one dream signing this off season? Oh, that's tough. Uh, the big rumor is uh, that Atletico Madrid midfielder uh, Parte. Part. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. I, yes, li- yes. I literally heard that today. That like, I think Arsenal came in at twenty five mil. And Atletico are looking for something around 50. But I really think Arsenal closed the gap on that. And honestly, like, because that came up on a United podcast, that mm-hmm. that deal, you know, has at least it's publicly been announced. If you can get a midfielder at that size, at that age for under $50 million, hell, if Arsenal swing in and get him for like $35, $40 million, that's such a steal. And like, that'll help boost and at least solidify that midfield a little bit to the point where at least you know you have that rock in the midfield, like the way Liverpool use Fabinho, having that rock, having that person who you know, like he is basically your first line of defense before it gets to David Luiz, who's going to concede the penalty. Yeah, (laughs) and like seeing him in the new Arsenal jersey just killed me. I was just like, I I lost sleep when I saw that, which are new jerseys I'm a big fan of, but like seeing Sideshow Bob in it, it's not... It's not, you know, it's a sight for sore eyes. It's just like, ah, makes me quiver. But anyway, and then probably like a solid center back. Um, I mean, I like Rob Holding, but he's been inconsistent. He's a little shaky, especially after that horrible injury he had. Um, So I think he's still trying to get his footing. So I'm not trying to say like, you know, let's get an equivalent like, I'm trying to think like Kubali from like uh, Napoli or anything like that. I'm just saying like, can we just get like, just like 20%, like 80% of that? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I'm asking for. So I haven't even gotten in because the Premier League just wrapped up. I haven't even gotten into like transfer mode. Like FA Cup is this weekend. Chelsea yeah. got a, we got a London final, uh, which feels like we're always playing a final against Chelsea. Us Arsenal fans. So hopefully we win this one and don't get embarrassed like in the Europa League final. So yeah, uh, so we'll see. But I, I, if you're gonna ask my current thoughts on Arsenal, I'm really liking what Mikel's doing. I think it's just truly just dumb dumb errors at this part and part of the players so we just change the personnel a little bit i think we can you know uh fight for a top four finish next year so and that's just being like that's just optimistic before we transition i got two thoughts one i I use the term for transfer window as fuckery season um it's fuckery at finest it's shitholery it's jesse lingard (laughs) scoring his first goal in the 98th minute of the final game. Top shittery. That's mm-hmm. what the transfer window is to me. Because, you know, if you're a European powerhouse or you're any European team that has a good amount of income that you can, you know, money you can spend, you're linked to everyone. Every single transfer window, Manchester United is linked to Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, he's going to come back. Oh, he's in talks with this. Oh, he's in talks with that. Manchester United also at the same time is in links with like 50 other players who are all worth $100 million apiece. And United are going to sign all of them. Yesterday, I got a phone call. He's like, hey, do you want to join United? I was like, ah, I'll think about it. <laughs> Even right now, they just called. Yeah, they just called my agent. They're like, hey, Matt hasn't played legitimate soccer in four years. Had a 65 mil sound. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You'll see me next year next to Harry Maguire fucking up. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> you just gotta take everything with like a grain of salt, honestly. Like I see every single day, like they're gonna sign uh, Sancho and Grealish to United, and then I see like Chelsea is rumored to sign like ten people. The big ones I've been seeing is Chelsea. They look to be yeah. just cleaning house. And then I think about financial fair play, which I feel like clubs are gonna be like, well, if City can continue to get away with this, PSG, the Barcelona's, all the other clubs in the world, like. Why not go for it? Because they're not getting in trouble. So why not spend 500 mil in a transfer window? Because yeah. I saw that rumor today where Chelsea is willing to pay like 500 million for this whole new Chelsea. And I'm like, wow, this reminds me a lot of Chelsea. And, you know, yeah. 2004, 2005. <laughs> yeah. It's not like what Chelsea has now is even bad. It's just they're just going out because they have the money to spend. And also, like, I think Frank Lampard is doing great. I think Petr Cech has been an incredible ad as well, getting players in there. Like, you know, you have... Premier League, you have pred- you have pedigree. Chelsea yeah. now has the pedigree that can bring in those players. So um, yeah. it has for a quite some time. So yeah. it's interesting, you know. And then you got the whole, like, you know, you can never count. I mean, I just, like, the end of the Premier League just got me more excited just how teams finished because everyone was looking good at the end of the Premier League. So it was like, you know, Arsenal beat Liverpool and Man City at the end of the season. I was like, what? Like, that was that was wild. It made me remind myself, like, oh, like, anybody can be anybody on a given day sometimes. Like, especially, like, and it, that's, and it's Arsenal. Like, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Well, as we transition into Champions League, uh, Kyle, who's a part of our team, um, he is a huge Arsenal fan, and he vents to me about every single day about the, you know, fuckery that goes on within Arsenal. Every day he goes, it's the hope that gets you. It's the hope <laughs> that gets you. And Classic Arsenal up. line. It's, um, it really is. Like, I, I guarantee when I do my uh, predictions, Martin just laughs. He, he's like, Kevin, you're doing it again. It's like you're going to your, ex, it's like going to your ex-girlfriend who abuses you. You're just like, like oh, go on. What are you saying? No, I was going to say, it's like calling your ex at two in the morning. It's like, take me back. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's my booty call, man. I can't. I keep going back to it, and every time I go back to it, it feels good. And then tomorrow, I feel dirty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Um, but it's, it's. I tell you, it's a lot of fun. It's a you know, you're uh, you're really picking your battles with Arsenal, though. As long as you like, um, and like I, as an Arsenal fan, have you just have to come to reality. Sometimes you have to be like, okay, I know my place. I know where I at. I don't have any like title hopes for next year. I understand this is a work in progress. I feel as though like Liverpool fans were in the same boat when Klopp came in. They're like, he's going to take some time as he comes in. Yep. It's the hope that kills you. <laughs> That's what it is. That sounds like Red Bull. We're not talking MLS. Get that shit out of here. We're not talking that crap. That was last we're episode. Talking, we're talking Champions League, and we are now going to dive deep into the round, the remaining fixtures of the round of 16. We are going to start, since we talked about some financial fair play, we're going to bring in City, because, yeah, you know, imagine getting your hand physically caught in the cookie jar, like it got stuck to the point where you couldn't get your arm out, and <laughs> mom caught you at home with your hand stuck in the cookie jar. And you still didn't get punished. Uh, it's, the, word it's, it's the uh, stepmom caught in the laundry. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. I've seen this one. Oh yes, that's um, that, that's the analogy now. Fuck the cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the word, that's where my mind went, and I hate that about me. So anyway, go on. Yeah, Man City uh, essentially got away with murder, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. 
here not to talk about how City got away with financial murder. We're here to talk about how Manchester City is currently up 2-1 on the aggregate to Real Madrid. The La Liga the t- champions. The, not only the La Liga champions, but, I mean, Real, we, when you think Real Madrid, you think those Champions League trophies, man. They got more than anyone else. This is a team that just wins in Champions League. Mm-hmm. We're going to break it a little bit. We're actually going to go through each game, so we're going to start with this. Um I mean, City have come into this looking very good, but Real Madrid, in my opinion, have come into this situation just a little bit hotter, if that's any, like, you know, case in point. The key thing I believe is going to end up being, can Real Madrid's offense break down City's defense? And I say that because City all year have been fighting injury problems on their defensive end. So you wonder, Laporte is just finally coming back healthy, but there's still a lot of questions. Pep Guardiola still is trying to figure out the wingback situation, and they have clumsy turnovers. And yes, they'll beat certain teams, but then they lose to like a Southampton one nothing. So you don't know which Manchester City you're getting in a case in point, but you know what Real Madrid team you're going to get because it's been the same team now for 13 or 14 games. I know that they haven't lost in, good God, quite some time. I mean, overall, I I think Pep beats Zidane. I think with that 2-1 lead, I think somehow, someway, City do come out of this and actually end Real Madrid's tournament. What are you guys thinking? Um, I'll hop in. Yeah, I'm definitely predicting... Uh, a city win here. Um, I don't feel good about it because Real Madrid is still freaking solid, man. I mean, the fact that they came back where I thought Barcelona was going to run away this year with La Liga or like they were like preemptive champions, but they kind of had a falling apart. Um, truly, I think City's going to score at least one goal, uh, making a 3 1 aggregate. I just don't know if Real Madrid are going to have enough firepower to come back. That's my only thing. So I'm going to give it to City. I think it's going to be a close match, but I really don't think I could see it ending like 1 1 and City just goes through 3 2. That's honestly, that's that's like my prediction, but it's like a really hard fought match. Yeah, I, I definitely see both teams scoring here. I can't see Real with the streak there on not scoring, and I can't see City with, you know, how, how on fire KDB is and. The team in general, like I can't see them not scoring either. Both teams are going to score. It just depends, honestly, which one kind of wants it more. And and if if City gets that goal, will Real be able to overcome the the aggregate? Is kind of kind of what it comes down to. So Dre, who do you think? Uh, both from City. I mean, oh boy, gun to my head. I guess I'll say City. Before we go on to our next thing uh you want to talk about fuckery season fuckery season started the, the day they gave jordan henderson premier league player <laughs> of the year over kevin Bruyne. that's that He's, was like kevin de bruyne has now gotten 20 assist seasons in two different leagues like that's just that is top fucking class right there i'm not arguing that kevin de bruyne would have won the ball de your if you know, if everything happened the way it happened, I still have my money, and I hate to say it because that means I'm encouraging Dre to like smile at me. I, I think Lewandowski got robbed this year. Absolutely. But 
but Kevin De Bruyne should still have been in a suit and tie standing next to him, at least thinking that. This, this could have easily been a year where, like, I hate to say, but Messi and Ronaldo might not be in the top three for the Ballon d'Or, you know? Well, I, I, Messi, if you look at his goal assist, I think Messi still has a very good shout, being yeah. that, you know, Griezmann and Suarez did him no favors this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I definitely think I would put KDB and uh, Lewandowski above those two, um, and maybe even a couple other players above those two. Uh, but I think there's still a shout to be made. Yeah, of course. Messi might get might get that third spot. It might be like Lewandowski, KDB, and Messi. I, I wouldn't be upset with that, to be honest. And Mobile, I mean, he just scored today. I mean, like, might get the golden yeah. boot. So, like, I think, you know, it's it, it would have been really a crapshoot. But shout-out to KDB, man. Tying yeah. Thierry Henry's record. And then I went back to look at that season for Thierry Henry. I think it was the 2003-2004. No, 2002-2003. Dude had 24 goals and 20 assists. That's stupid, man. That is. Those numbers, like, they don't even those. That doesn't happen anymore. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out of FIFA career mode. Yeah. Um, the reason why they canceled the ball of the year this year is because they didn't know how to break it to Lewandowski that Jesse Lingard was going to win. Oh, so, my God. I'm just going to cut you off right there and go to the game I'm looking actually kind of most forward to because I really, really, really want to see Lyon kick out Juventus. They're ahead now 1-0, and nothing would make me happier than to see Lyon kick out Juve. So I'm just I'm sitting over here hoping for that result. So break it down. Here, you'll start it off. Break it down. What What are your points? I. There's nothing I can do to stand up for Lyon. They've, they've been the season was canceled in March. France is not having more football this year. They I don't know if they're allowing them to practice. I don't know what the fitness level of any players are. I don't know what the motivation level of any players are. Juventus just won the league. They've been playing games, so like obviously they're more fresh and excited and all that. But God, nothing would make me happier than Lyon winning that game. Oh, it'd be a major upset. I, yeah. I if Lyon. It'd be a Cinderella story to go yeah. up against literally a legend like Ronaldo and to shut him out like that. Of his, this is his Champions League is his league. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like La Liga is owned by Messi. Uh, Premier League, he definitely owned that for a bit. But Champions League, that's his own league of his own in terms yep. of goals and trophies. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that Juve is going to score like three goals. It's going to be a three-goal shutout. I think it's going to be a massacre. Andrew, I know this breaks your heart. Um, and trust me, I have a lot of my – I have a really close friends who come on the show. I'm mass-dabbing. Um, and <laughs> diehard Inter AC Milan fans. These guys hate Juve with a passion. We um, want nothing more. But they're saying the same thing. Like, what a cake – this is going to be a cakewalk for them based yeah. on most recent – I mean, football. listen – Honestly, going back to the first leg, you could have said the same thing, but Lyon somehow got the result. I don't know. I I, I know I'll, I'm like talking pipe dreams here, but it, it would make me happy. Crazier things have happened. Yes. What do you got, Matt? As you said, crazier things have happened, but I'm be- I'm a little upset that they just haven't changed the name of the Champions League trophy to just the CR7 award. <laughs> right, dude. This is his tournament. Like, he has shut it down in La Liga seasons and just, like, we're going for Champions League. Because if I can't be the best in Spain, I'm going to be damn well the best in Europe. Yeah. You really think about it. They're fresh off of a Serie A championship. They just won that. 
And you know what? And it sounds crazy enough. You're seeing Sorry Ball slowly start to get pushed into this team to the point where they're actually starting to get it. They're starting to use it. But the biggest, it's not even Cristiano Ronaldo who's benefited the most. It's Dybala. Dybala has turned into to one of the best number 10s in the world under Sorry Ball. Like this was a guy at the beginning of the season who was, he was about to be out because, hey, there's no spot for him. It wasn't going to work. And he's turned it around. He's fought for his spot. And this is, a you know, Cristiano Ronaldo needs that other person to at least take a little bit of the pressure off of him so he can finish the way he's finishing. I, I'm with Kevin, though. I, I think this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be like 3 nothing, 4 nothing, 4-1, something like that. But I think Juventus... Cristiano Ronaldo always shows up in the second leg, and now the fact that almost every game is do or die from this point forward, I think Cristiano Ronaldo he's gonna he's gonna dye the tips of his hair blonde, <laughs> and you know that's like I'm about to fuck it up mode. <laughs> Tiger oh, Woods, good. so Tiger Woods, if you watch golf, Tiger Woods always wears the black pants, the red polo, and the black hat on Sunday. There's nothing more scarier than Tiger on a Sunday. There's nothing scarier than Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> on a Champions League game. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, to your point, too, honestly, this is kind of like a last dance Michael Jordan scenario, too, for him. Like, this might be his last shot at a Champions League title. Like, who knows how Juve will be next year? Who knows how his health is and how he's getting older? So it might be like, you know, come on, boys, one last time. Let's just show everyone I'm the best player to ever play in this league. So I don't know. So we can move on next game. I just thought about, I, I, I recently yeah. watched the last dance of Michael Jordan. I kind of get that <laughs> feel like, oh, like he, this is him going like Jordan game six. Like it's 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 game over. Yeah. Before we transition to the next game, uh, we talked a little. I talked a little about because I just love talking about Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard, in a public interview, said Cristiano Ronaldo is the Michael Jordan of soccer. How oh, do you guys there you go. Pretty, pretty accurate, yeah. Um, I, would, I'm personally, I, would, I personally prefer Messi, but you can make that for either one, really. Well, I would, I, would, I would say both of them are very similar, like in terms of like killer attitude, um, like, you know, um, in terms of like tenacity and the way they attack the ball and the just straight athleticism, just, you know, um, very, very similar, and you can make an argument, a go conversation with him. But I would put Messi in like you know the most complete player. I put him like a LeBron. Like if you were going to put a, someone who's like can do everything, can guard every single position. Obviously not Messi defending, but can pass, dribble, shoot, free kick. Doesn't matter. Like he can like do whatever he wants to do with the ball, and no one can do anything to stop him. I would do that comparison. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, I've had the mindset that. LeBron would be most compared exactly like the way you said, Kevin, to Messi. Just a complete player and someone who's just awesome to be around. Cristiano Ronaldo would be identical to a Michael Jordan. And Kobe, I'd link with Zlatan. And the reason why I say that is because Kobe was, no, you're not taking the shots. I'm taking the shots. Zlatan <laughs> the type of guy who goes, I'm the Zlatan. You're going to give me the ball, and I'm going to put it in the net. That's very true. Today, as we literally today, he scored two goals and got an assist. 
So. so he scored more than 50 goals with both Milan teams. There you go. Legend. All right, moving on. We got Napoli-Barca currently sitting at 1-1. This can kind of go either way. What do you guys think for this game? Ooh, this is kind of a crapshoot too, man, because Barcelona, Messi's fed up. Horrible way to end the season. Like, Messi, I think, thought had La Liga in the bag. He essentially dragged Barcelona there till the end, and it wasn't enough. Napoli, again, feisty right now. Got themselves a trophy this year, which is incredible for them. I want to believe in Barcelona, but again, I really, I'm going to pick Barcelona, and I'm not going to feel good about it. It's going to be one of those where I think Barcelona can pull through with like a 2-1 victory. But again, I don't feel good saying that. And you know what? I, I agree with you. I, I think Barcelona has this, but I think they have it on this reason alone is, you know, there's rumors that Suarez can is in the possibility of being healthy. And I think that's going to really like take a lot of pressure off of Messi. But overall, Barcelona, like even though they did come in second in La Liga, they only lost one game in their last 12 in La Liga play. They finished the season awfully hot, and Napoli, if you're at least just talking on a Serie A point of view, they only won four of their last nine games. Mm. So this isn't a game where you can draw. This is a game where you need to beat Barcelona. And I, I, it's the same thing with Cristiano Ronaldo. It's Champions League. Messi usually shows up. And honestly, it, it would take a lot. If Messi wasn't in this game, I'd be saying something different. But I, I agree. I think Barcelona takes this. And I feel like this is just the type of game where we're going to blink like three or four times and Messi's going to have a hat trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I actually kind of want Barca to win, namely for a very selfish reason of I want to see Bayern in the final play against some goddamn Spanish team because we've had the worst fucking luck. We got eliminated by Real a couple times. We got eliminated by fucking... Atletico once. I'm sure we're at some point we get eliminated by, by Barca. I want revenge against La Liga. <laughs> so I want Bayern to go to the final and play some goddamn Spanish team and win the trouble. Nate, it, it doesn't matter because as we go into the next game, you know Chelsea's coming back with four away goals. You, you yeah, okay. That. So now that we're done with that game, uh, yes, the next one up is Chelsea-Bayern. If this game was in... March, like it was supposed to be, I honestly wouldn't give two shits because, yeah, Bayern three goals up, we're coming home to Allianz, like it's in the bag, like you start start the youth squad, go for it. But this Chelsea since the restart with Pulisic being as on fire as he is, like I've heard you know people refer to him as one of the best players since the restart. Fernandez, one of the best players since the restart, but Pulisic specifically, like he's been amazing with this with with Chelsea over the last couple uh, couple weeks so I no longer have the same confidence I had in March I still think Chelsea has a hell of an uphill battle like a hell of an uphill battle but um, I, I'm not going against Bayern here I think Bayern definitely takes this game yeah I really wish these guys could have just start 0-0 I really wish they could because I'd love to see that matchup I feel like Chelsea are going up against instrumental odds like there is just no chance Chelsea comes out with a victory, especially Bayern's been on fire, too. I mean, they've been also unbelievable. So you're not going up against a bad form Bayern either. Yeah. I could see this ending like 
like a 2-1 Bayern victory, even like a 2-2, but like it's just not, there's no way you can come back from those three goals against this Bayern squad. I think it's going to be a lot more entertaining than we would have thought months ago. Like you told me oh, months ago. easy, yeah. easy. Yeah, so, uh, but then again, Bayern loves shitting on London clubs. Take it from an Arsenal fan, <laughs> so um, it's, it's never great. Uh, so yeah, definitely Bayern goes um, through, but it'd be more entertaining. I'm, I'm just eagerly, eagerly waiting for the days that Arsenal gets back in the Champions League because I just can't wait to get that 5-1 fixture again. It's 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 tradition at this point, and I just I, I, I want to come back to that tradition. <laughs> stop, stop. We're already dead. Stop. No. It's, 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 it's the meme that's going on. And if the Nabry, man has a family. Stop. If Nabry scores against us, I will literally cry. I, I can't. Also, Nabry, like, Nabry just hates, either hates London clubs or loves playing against them. Uh, he he got a hat trick against Tottenham earlier back in October. So you know it's Nabry just loves shitting on London clubs. And then he'll be like Arsenal forever. He'll post on like social media like <laughs> London is red, and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like, yes. like I'm like crying. I'm like yeah, it's awesome. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you got? I, I like I I hate to like be happy for Dre because like it's just in my DNA to not be happy for him. I, it's not like I hate United or anything. I'm happy for you guys. No, I'm just a piece of shit of a human being, and I don't want to see my friends happy. That's that's your 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 last Champions League title was against us, so you can just shut your whore mouth. It's it, that 100. percent It was not our last Champions oh, League. Oh, my bad. My you, bad. You, You're right. Our last Champions League was against Chelsea. The John Terry slip. Are you joking? Eventually, one day I'm going to get John Terry slipping as a tramp stamp because like. <laughs> That's just like, that's the dream right there. But I'm talking along the lines, I could easily see this game getting away from Chelsea because Bayern is just going to play their game. Bayern is just going to, you know what, guys? Have fun. There's no game plan. Don't worry about it. And Bayern has enough stars where I think they're just going to absolutely torch the shit out of Chelsea. I think Chelsea's going to send too many people forward too early. And when you really think about it... They, they don't have another option. they got to put three goals in minimum. They don't have another option. They have to put men forward. But if Chelsea opens themselves up, Chelsea's defense is shit. Chelsea's goaltending is shit. Oh, I forgot about Keppa. Oh, Lewandowski's <laughs> getting five goals. <laughs> it's not going to be fun. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. I could easily see two goals in the first 15 minutes for Lewandowski alone, and that's going to get everyone else from Bayern all encouraged that, hey, hey, let's fucking like burn the barn while we're at it. I have the final aggregate being 8-1. Oh, my God. I'm a happy camper. Um, speaking – go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say, I, I just, I again, this is nothing against Chelsea. I have a lot of friends who are Chelsea fans. It's nothing against you. But Bayern Munich is nothing compared, like, they are a league above everyone in the Premier League except Liverpool. Like, yeah. it's not fair the amount of talent Bayern Munich has. And I get it, Frank Lampard's had a wonderful first season. If you told Frank Lampard at the beginning of the year on a transfer ban that they would finish top four and they would get to the FA Cup final, I, they're, they'd be throwing a parade if they could. But I'm sorry, the, the, the joyride ends here and it ends with Lewandowski 
I have a hat trick for Louie. I do. Cool. I, I, I have I have two points to finish this game up. One, this is definitely, from my point of view, a, a lot of very fun revenge for 2012 Champions League final, um, which is honestly kind of the year that I be, almost became a Bayern fan. It was the 2012 into 2013 season where I became a, a Bayern fan. But yeah, this is going to be definitely great revenge for the 2012 Champions League final. Before Dre has more German wet dreams, because I mean, I, we fizz, I'm tired of changing the sheets and it, it's getting pretty fucking annoying. Round of eight. So basically, the theoretical matchup would be the winner of the Real Madrid versus City game would play against the winner of the Juventus versus Lyon game. And I'm sitting here in quotations because it's all theoretical and it's all a magical little land of possibility. I'm not going to talk about this much. If it's City versus Juve, Juve wins. If it's Real versus Juve, I'm going to be sitting here with my pants off because <laughs> CR7 Derby, Cristiano Ronaldo versus Sergio Ramos. I can't physically contain myself. I still think Juve wins. If it's City versus Lyon, City wins. And if it's right. Real Madrid versus Lyon, it's Real. But I think Juventus is going to advance. And I think Juventus can beat both City and Real Madrid. Ooh, that's a, both are really fun matchups, though. The Juve-Real Madrid, to see Cristiano in another jersey at the Bilbao, unbelievable, the scenes. But it's, would, gonna, it's all going to be in, in Portugal, right? They're, not, oh, they're all playing in Portugal. So yeah, it's oh, not quite God. there. Sorry to cut your dreams. Sorry to cut your dreams. CR7 has home field advantage. Let's just be honest here, everybody. Like CR7, he's going to be eating the bacalao, which is the fish, <laughs> eating all of that homemade Portuguese food. And yes. I'm telling you right now, Portuguese, the way they do their bread and butter first thing in the morning, it's like it's like super food for these people. Yes. I don't um, know, but City Juve would be a really great matchup. I, think I was would... just about to say, that's what I want to see the most, City Juve. I think that'd be a great matchup tactically going sorry ball against peps, whatever he does. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think both systems, both player to player, very even like in terms of, you know, quality, I think it'd be unbelievable. See, I think that would be the matchup of the fucking champions league. I think that would be one of the best matches. So, and if I were to pick honestly, like I, at this point, like how KDB is and how they're firing, I may pick city. That's tough. Yeah, no, that that like that matchup, like City Juve would be the one I want to see the most out of that. Um, but a Real Juve, for obvious reasons, would also be interesting. Of all of his teammates on there, you know, playing against Cristiano on a new team. And then on the other side, we have Napoli Barca versus Chelsea Bayern. So we have Napoli Barca versus Bayern. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I... When I was writing this up, I was almost joking at myself, like looking at the Chelsea option, because I'm sitting here like there's not a shot in hell. There's actually not one shot in the darkest part of hell. Chelsea advances. I You, you might have at, to put me on suicide watch if Chelsea does win. Just, <laughs> you know. So, okay, so it's Bayern versus Barker or Napoli. Uh, and then if it's Bayern, Napoli, I don't really give Napoli a chance. Uh, but Barcelona, Bayern, I mean, there's history there, man. There's a final history. There's a tripped up Boateng history in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in that case, I mean, Messi has had their number for some time, but this is probably one of the worst Barca sides in years. And this is one of the best Bayern sides. Again, I would pick Bayern through and through in this matchup. 
and I am 100% agreeing with a lot of you. I really am. Uh, I, whether it's Napoli or Barca playing against Bayern Munich, I mean, I just, Bayern Munich's had the rest. And I'm not saying like the rest, like, because these guys are still playing competitive simulations, as they call it. Not, they're not training sessions, they're simulations. They do have one warm-up match against Marseille on July 31st. I know Bayern has one warm-up match on the 31st. You got to be careful with those simulation games against those French sides. Mbappe is going to be out, and I'm telling you right now, you got to watch yourself. But no, I think I think Bayern. I no matter who Bayern Munich plays, I think Bayern Munich does advance. Um, I just think there's too much talent. They're all well rested. Uh, um, I, I really can't. I have no justification. I, I just think Bayern Munich's had the year that they've had, and both Napoli and Barcelona are teams that, even though they're coming into this semi-hot, it, it, I don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah. And then going back to the point I was making before, now we have RB Leipzig versus uh, Atletico Madrid, and this is RB Leipzig sans Timo Werner. Timo Werner got his transfer over to Chelsea, and for what I think are is one of the dumbest decisions is not finishing out his Champions League season with Leipzig. Um, that match, honestly, that's 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 an interesting one. Both those teams, I'd kind of rate equally where they are in their league. For my own selfish Bundesliga love reasons, I hope that Leipzig does advance. But you know, RB Leipzig's a team that finishes, you know, two, three, four every year. Atletico Madrid's a fit team that finishes two, three, four every year. So it's it's kind of equally matched within their leagues. I just hope that Leipzig takes it. They got Tyler Adams, ex Red Bull player. So I, I hope that Leipzig takes that match. Kevin, before I go, uh, you can go before I absolutely demolish all Dre's hopes and dreams. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to demolish. I'm just thinking of like personnel. I think Atletico and Red Bulls match up really well. I think Atletico has kind of evolved. We kind of thought Diego kind of has gotten too much into his ways as years pass. But if you're talking like experience in the Champions League, this man has had two heartbreaking Champions League final losses against a certain man. Now, <laughs> I just want to say... I'm going to pick Atletico, especially after that riveting win against Liverpool. Um, I think they're fired up. They're like, boys, we know we're never going to have a shot in hell in La Liga, really. <laughs> we're not going to be able to take down the Reals and Barca's. But God, that that's the beauty of the Champions League. There's always, like, on any given day, we can beat someone. Um, I think Atletico wins against Red Bull, and I think it's going to be rather comfortable. I think they're going to be firing on all cylinders, and I think, you know... Uh, Red Bull Leipzig is going to be trying to go for it. Atletico is just too uh, put together. They're too, you know, formulaic um, and stingent. And I feel as though it's going to frustrate Red Bull so much. They're going to get frustrated and try and go for things. Atletico is going to counter like they did at Liverpool. So I think it's going to be Atletico 2-0 uh, victory. All right. Oh, you literally chose my scoreline. <laughs> but no, I... I the first thing I want to talk about is what Dre said. He's upset that Timo Werner is not on this Red Bull Leipzig squad. But I want you to think real long and hard about this. Like, really, dive into the deepest part of that Ukrainian Farmers League brain that you have. <laughs> I almost spilled this beer. That's freaking great. Uh, you got to think to yourself, Chelsea spent the money. He's already on the Chelsea payroll. 
He's like, this is a guy who he understands, dude. Like, there's probably there was probably some form of loophole in his like terms and agreements going to Chelsea, where if he got hurt at Leipzig, Leipzig wouldn't get their money, and Timo Werner wouldn't get his money. He understands at least he's got to think on the long term here. You know, Red Bull Leipzig were not favorite in any way, shape, or form to win this. He's got to think about next year. He's getting the entire offseason for a rest. And he's going to be nice and fresh in that nice Chelsea blue uniform with the number three on the front. And he's going to be ready. I mean, you got to think about that, dude. You, you don't all- give up. You don't give up, you know, a mile before the finish line to think, oh, next year I'll have a better support squad and maybe I'll win it next year. You're a mile away. Take it. Like, send it. Send it. Make it, you know, try to make it happen now instead of like, all right, let me let me let me give up now and give another try next year. You're he's not injured. He's not underperforming. He's scoring goals for Leipzig. I I think it's a silly decision to put himself on hold to try to do it next year when you you can do it now. That's that's just my opinion. I understand where you're coming from, but really at the end of the day, I think it's the smart call that he has taken himself out of the Red Bull Leipzig uh, lineup. But to go back to the Champions League pick, I I, I think Atletico Madrid have this. Gotcha. Simone is one of, and again, I get he's the highest paid coach in the world, but I mean, he is one of the best football minds of our generation. And when you think about it, he hasn't had the best players to choose from yet he still finds a way to keep clean sheets he has the best goalie in the world i have no issue saying yano block is the best goalie in the world they I mean, atletico madrid is undefeated in 19 straight games like let's put that on the record oh, damn i didn't even know that undefeated 11 of those being wins so you have to understand his team knows what they're doing and red bull leipzig not having their number one guy up front uh, i don't know everything points to atletico madrid taking this and i really think atletico madrid they shut it down they 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 use that 442 that diego simone you know he he's the man on that he might be one of the last coaches on earth who still uses the 442 but as Kevin said, we're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna go with a two nothing victory, and that takes us into our final round of eight game. And there have been some twists and turns with this one. Atalanta from Syria. Ah, some people forget that they're even there. Versus Paris Saint Germain, PSG, a part of Farmers League United. PSG did take a massive blow though coming into this game where. Di Maria is out with suspension, and Mbappe is going to be out with an injury. Does Neymar have enough to really push through? I say yes. I, I yes. Think is- I can't believe that's even a question. This Dude, guy is ridiculous. I, not only does Neymar have enough, the bench on that team is deeper than some teams lineup. I mean, the list goes on. They literally are the most stacked team on paper when when poppy's there yeah like next to like the best squads in the world you line them all up you put Bayern, you put man city you put liverpool you put barcelona you put real madrid on paper this team goes toe-to-toe with any of them but it's yeah. psg and the mentality my thoughts on this i'm gonna get it in real quick 
Atlanta, I want them to win so bad because BSG are a fake team. I can't stand them whatsoever. But it's going to be so much better because they're going to get so hopeful after they win this. They're like, we could do it without Mbappe, and they're going to get their souls crushed in the next round. Bah, 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 yes. bah, bah, bah. Yeah, but Kevin, can PSG win on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? That's why you're <laughs> No, absolutely not. That's why you have people like uh, Mark Noble. Mark Noble would run circles on these men. I, I want Atalanta to win for... 12 different reasons, but two of them are, A, PSG eliminated Bayern a couple years ago that and got Carlo Ancelotti fired, which I wasn't the biggest fan of, but, you know, that, that sucked. And then reason number two is that Atalanta has a Ukrainian player on the team, so I would love to have uh, a Ukrainian player do well and have his team advance. So, yeah, for that reason, I want Atalanta to win. Here's the thing. I don't, I, I don't, Serie A has been playing for a while. PSG has been on break since March. So you, you had the same thing with the Lyon game. The French teams are kind of been sitting on their asses for four months, while even Serie A has been playing a little bit. So you have to factor that in. All right, guys. We've talked about all the matchups, at least as they've been presented to us, and we're not going to really be doing any more episodes. Maybe we'll do one right before the final. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Guys, I'll go last because I just want to go last. But who do you believe is going to win it all? And, Dre, do we even need to go to you? Because I would, choose- I would be a shitty fan and a shitty human being if I did not pick Bayern Munich to win the whole thing. And I can only get so erect thinking that we're going to win the, uh, the treble this year. But, you know, it's... It's very, very doable with Bayern's current team, with how Bayern's playing, and with the fixtures we have coming up. I'm, I'm confident. Dre would not need Viagra for the hard-on he would have if Bayern won that treble. Kevin, what are you thinking? Also, just real quick, that'd be like the most low-key treble of all time. Like, oh yeah, by the way, like Bayern won a treble that year. Like, yeah. there's only like, not, I can't even count on my hand like the number of teams who have done it. So that'd be why. I mean, you guys are one of them like back in 2013. But like, yeah. what I'm saying is like, I'd be like, oh shit, like Byron won a trouble this year. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing that would piss me off if it did happen is, is you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, people are like, oh, well, there has to be an asterisk by it because it was a pandemic and. First off, 10 years Shut from now, no one's going to even remember. That's the thing that people say. It's like, oh, everyone's never going to count this Liverpool thing. Like, 10 years from now, no one's going to give a shit. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, they won a trouble and they played the exact same amount of games. Oh, the, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, go ahead. To be, to be fair, right now, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, any team, like, any team that won their league, you won your league. That's it. It's over. Fair game. Every, Everyone fin- every country except France finished their season. Uh, de- uh, the Netherlands. The uh, Netherlands. Yeah. Okay. But there's no Dutch you. teams left. There's no Dutch teams left. Yeah, so my prediction for the winner, I'm going to have to agree. I mean, it would have come down to Bayern, Juve, and then I was going to pick another team. I mean, is there another team you can really choose? I mean, those are the two heavy favorites. I'd pick between those two. I'll go with Bayern. I mean, I think it's their year. They have the Ballon d'Or winner who should have been the Ballon d'Or winner. And their squad is just too stacked, and I don't know if any of these teams, 
even Juve could be able to keep up with them from the front to the back. So to kind of wrap it up, you both chose Bayern. Good job. Great shot. But Cristiano Ronaldo's been sitting on his yacht for a week now, getting his Champions League tan on. And you already know he's on his way to his hairdresser so he can get the blonde tips put in. I think Juventus gets this one. I really think they do. I think finally the old lady of the Italian soccer league finally gets her due. I mean, they've had heartbreak. I mean, they haven't won a Champions League in almost 20 years now, I think, right? Since the 90s. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I would be very happy for Sorry. He's been, you know, the black sheep of coaching for so long. And, you know, I feel as though Ronaldo would prove something to win a Champions League at three different teams. I think it'd be an unbelievable story to put him directly in the GO conversation. Uh, I, think, I think it'd be a great storyline. The uh, one he- thing about Hubie winning, winning that would make me happy has nothing to do with Ronaldo. If Hoovy wins, Buffon gets a Champions League. Oh, okay. word. So if you could both just stop reading my notes, I'd appreciate that. Like, good fuck. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, the only thing I would add is I feel like Juventus have one of the better depths in squad than everyone else does. But you guys got it right. Cristiano Ronaldo has something to prove when it comes to winning a Champions League with three separate teams. And good fucking God, Gigi Buffon needs a Champions League trophy. Like, the only thing that would make it absolutely perfect is if Gigi gets subbed on in, like, the 85th minute and they're already up 2 nothing, and he goes in goal and he goaltends the last, like, five minutes. I mean, fuck, they can do it now. They have five subs. <laughs> and also, my boys, Arn Ramsey and Chesney, Arsenal yeah. lads. Be a big oh, win yes. for Arsenal. There you there go. You go. I bet you as they're lifting the trophy, they're like sneaking their Arsenal jersey. Like they're pulling up their Juventus jersey and there's an Arsenal t-shirt. Right <laughs> they both have Arsene Wenger's face on it. There you no. go. Kevin, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on what was supposed to be a very short episode, but Dre and I don't know how to do that. So <laughs> We haven't learned yet. It's Thank an art, so man. I, I just talk a lot, so I talk fast. So, <laughs> Dude, this is, this is the place to do it. Tell everyone where they can find you Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, open 24 <laughs> hours a day. Where can they find you? Yeah, if you want to subscribe to Loud American Discussing Soccer or Lads Podcast, you can do so on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen. Um, we also have social media at Lads Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's a good shout. It's a good follow. Uh, we post a lot of funny shit, and it's a uh, you know it's a lot of fun. So yeah, guys, thanks again for having me. This has been really cool. Absolutely, we'll put all that in the show notes for everyone. Thank you so much for coming on. Sorry we kept you so long, but it's it's always fun chatting with you, Kevin. Yeah, dude, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, man. So before we let Kevin get on with his nice Wednesday night, let's finish every episode with our longtime tradition. And by long time, I mean 20, what, 5, 26 episodes? 26 episodes long. This is the Patrick Eliash of episodes, Dre. Yes. I, I'm giving I, the devil. I like now. that. Patrick Eliash of episodes. Isn't he the guy who scored the game winner off of a Jason Arnott? Yeah, it was Jason Arnott 
to Patrick Eliash, they won against the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals one year. Oh, so, you, so, you, so you were a Devils fan at one point. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Back, back <laughs> before they traded all of the guys I grew up and knew and loved. Anyway, wrong sport. Finish it up. First of all, hockey is the correct sport. But, Kevin, we'll have you started off. We finish every episode with what is pissing you off. It can be anything. Soccer, not soccer. Go ahead. I'm trying to think. I'm a pretty chill dude, man. Life's been really good. Lately, I got a job. Uh, I got a girlfriend now, which is sick. She's really cool. I'm trying to think what's pissing me off. Uh, I was kind of pissed off because, <laughs> like, I started talking to this girl within a few weeks. I knew, like, yeah, like, we should go out, like, making my girlfriend. And then I get all of my friends. I have a lot of friends who are girls and, like, guys. And, like, wow, like, you moved on. Like, you, you guys got together pretty quick. Like, that happened pretty quick. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, it's like the most annoying shit. I'm like, yeah, like, I liked her. She liked me. Like, like we started going out. Can't just be happy for me? Come on. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, they were like, well, I'm happy. Just, you know, you just so you know, like, that's pretty quick for people. I'm like, fuck, like, if I like someone, like, I'm going to go out with them. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's the dumbest shit ever. It's like, oh, I got to wait a month. It's like, oh, we talk for a month. Then we say, like, I don't know, fuck off. I like, I just like, if I like someone, I like them. <laughs> there you go. Nate, I'll never say it out loud. And I'll never say it to my wife. There are certain guys in my group of friends who didn't like my wife now at the time when we first started dating. So don't listen to all of the guys in your circle. Trust me. Stick with <laughs> your heart. Dre, what is pissing you off today? We already, you know, we knew what you were pissed off on Monday, but what are you pissed off today on Wednesday? On Wednesday night, I am pissed off about how much Matt likes the sound of his own goddamn voice <laughs> and talks so goddamn much. I'll just leave it at that. Short, sweet, to the point. Motherfucker. <laughs> What's pissing me off this week, I'll finish it up, and I already talked with Dre about it, and Dre got a good fucking laugh out of it. It's lead fucking scum. It's Leeds United throwing a goddamn parade during a pandemic. Also, Always. shout out to Leeds United for getting promoted. We all hate Leeds scum. Let's go, you Yorkshire sheep shaggers. Let's fucking get it. Oh, let's go, Swansea. Swansea's coming back, baby. I'm telling you right now. First of all, I want Swansea back up. And then I want Gilfie Sigurdsson to get transferred back to Swansea to finish oh. that. Like, oh, yeah. Wilford, Wilford Boney's coming back. We're getting the gang back together. I, you know, that's the only time I'd be okay with Dan James getting loaned out. I, only if he gets loaned out back to Swansea. But no, seriously, fuck Leeds United. They threw a parade during a pandemic. And then they released a statement saying, well, technically we asked all fans to stay home as we threw an open top bus parade. How do you tell your fans to stay home during a parade? Are you fucking mental? That's just some small ass club mentality because they know oh, that they're going to stop it. it. I can't wait for the Leeds Man U game next year. It's going to be. I can't amazing. wait for Leeds fucking every game. Um, so my my one buddy now we've been like low key Leeds fans for a while because we just decided what's yes. the most hated English club? What's the most hated English club? And it was between like Leeds, Millwall. Whatever. We just chose Leeds and we've been in on them. Last year for Sika Santa, I got my buddy a lead scarf. So we are, we're in on leads, and this year they got promoted. I'm all about it. Yeah, but and you know what? Hey, all for you. Congratulations. Great job. But if a team like Liverpool, a team that is literally 
eight times bigger than Leeds United, 10 times bigger than Leeds United, cannot throw a parade and understand that during this current economic, like this, just the climate, not economic, but just overall this current climate that we're in, they can hold off their parade and that parade will shut down the UK. Let's be honest here. If Leeds United can't understand that, hey, you have to understand like what's going on right now. You just opened up your entire fan base to the current issue going on. I just feel like that's some small club ass shit. Nothing against me being a Manchester United fan and absolutely hating everything Leeds does, but that's just. (laughs) And on that note, episode 26, Patrick Aliash puts it in, then the New Jersey Devils win the Stanley Cup. Episode 26 is in the book, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again, Kevin, for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. I am horrible at doing the goodbyes. I just say see you next time. So, Kevin, thank you again for joining us. Dre, your face. Everyone, have a great rest of your evening, and goodbye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Post and Pints. If you want to join in on the conversation or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, that's at Post and Pints Podcast. And remember, the banter is free, but the beer is not included. Drink responsibly.